One of the differences between the righteous and the growth that they experience and the wicked and the judgment that they will experience is the daily interaction with God. Welcome to Working with the Word, a currently bi-weekly podcast designed to equip you with the skills and confidence for deeper daily Bible study. I'm Jeff O'Rear. And I'm Emerson Brown. And thank you for tuning in to the 10th episode of the show. Our first nine episodes focused on building a foundation of how to study the Bible. We were talking about taking the words of Scripture and understanding what they mean to us through observation, interpretation, and application. Today we want to shift gears a little to something a little simpler but no less important. We're talking about daily Bible reading. It is absolutely critical that we spend time in God's Word every day, consistently and faithfully. So in this episode, we want to talk about why you should be reading the Bible every day, what's the big deal about it, and then we want to share with you some of our own personal experiences, both our struggles and our victories, to get you thinking about how you can implement daily Bible reading, and if you already are implementing it, get more out of it. So let's just be honest right here, and Jeff, I, I think both of us can just acknowledge we, we both struggle with daily Bible reading. Do you think that most people are in the same situation? I would imagine so. When you hear someone say, today we're going to talk to you about daily Bible reading, probably some of the first emotions that start to come up are probably a lot of negative type of emotions. Oh no, mm-hmm. here we go again. Here are some guys talking about why I need the Bible. And listen, I already know I don't read the Bible as much as I should, or I know I should be doing better. All these negative emotions that come up in our minds to make us think that daily Bible reading, I know is that thing I should do, or I know that's that thing that I should be getting stuff out of, but I just I just am not getting as much as I should. But we want to recognize that we feel the same way in times. We recognize that we all struggle with daily Bible reading from time to time. I don't know anybody who is going to have a perfect 365, 80 years, or however long you've been alive of in the Bible and in God's Word. Now, that's to acknowledge the reality of that, but we want to encourage on this show and say, well, how can we help people to spend time in the Word? Let's talk some facts and stats real quick. According to a study done by the American Bible Society this year, only 9% of Americans admit to spending regular daily time with their Bibles. The lowest that number has been in the 10 years that the American Bible Society has conducted this yearly survey. Somewhere around 33 to 35% of Americans admitted that they realistically don't spend any time with their Bibles outside of in the forms of a worship assembly. Hmm. Now, listen to those, and that sounds pretty revealing. And we acknowledge that that number is not as high as we would want it to be, and in reality, as it needs to be. The idea that only about 10% of Americans are spending regular time on a daily basis with their Bibles is not a great sign. And even to hear one-third of people say, I don't spend time with it at all except for when I'm inside of a place of worship— we can do better than that. We acknowledge that. So we believe that daily Bible reading is a really big deal, and we know daily Bible reading is important, and you know that daily Bible reading is important. And so today, as we start this series about daily Bible reading, we want to discuss the topic amongst ourselves, and even with some special guests along the way in the weeks ahead. And as we do so, we want to encourage you in your efforts with daily Bible reading. 
Yeah, so turning that fear or guilt about not doing Bible reading into conviction that I'm going to do this and turning it into the discipline and the habit of, of doing that. Mm-hmm. What is daily Bible reading? That may sound like a pretty self-explanatory question, right? Daily Bible reading is a daily reading of the Bible, right? <laughs> um, but I think as we talk about it, we need to get more specific so that we, we're on the same page about what it is. So when we talk about daily Bible reading on the show, we're not just talking about a program. We're talking about getting into the Word every day. That's what we're trying to emphasize. If this phrase, daily Bible reading, sounds too official or structured, we don't want you to be intimidated by the sound of it. The point is that we find a way to discipline ourselves to be reading the Bible every single day. And we don't want to minimize the structure and the plan if you've got a plan to to keep you disciplined of doing that. We're going to talk in future episodes and maybe even a little bit later in this episode about the importance of having a structure or a plan. That's an important ingredient. But we also want to make it adaptable. We want to make it doable. So we have to realize we're not just doing something that's a checklist or following a program. The point is that we're in God's Word every day. And so what's the big deal about Bible reading? One thing that we need to realize is that the Bible emphasizes daily Bible reading. A couple of passages that came to mind to me, Psalm 1 says, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. So that verse 2 there, that idea of meditating on God's law day and night, that's what we're focusing on. Letting the Word of God infiltrate your life, get into your heart every single day. And Psalm goes on to talk about how the righteous person's life is different because of this. It says in verse 3 that he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. And in verse 4, we have this contrast with the wicked. It says, The wicked are not so, but they are like the chaff that just blows away with the wind. So in Psalm 1, you've got this great contrast. And one of the differences between the righteous and the growth that they experience and the wicked and the judgment that they will experience is the daily interaction with God. That's what's important about daily Bible reading. The second passage I think about in relation to this is Deuteronomy chapter 8 in verse 3. Of course, Moses is talking to the Israelites about their experiences in the wilderness, and he says that God fed you with manna which you did not know, that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. The point that God was making to the Israelites in the wilderness as he was feeding them this daily bread is that His word is like that. God's word is our daily sustenance, even more important than physical food. Mm -hmm. And this isn't just about thriving. You know, we we might say, well, only the most devoted Christians are, you know, devoted to daily Bible reading. No, this is about surviving as a Christian. God's word is essential for your survival. Jesus quoted the same passage in the wilderness in Matthew 4, when, when Satan was tempting him, he's hungry, fasting for 40 days, and he said, turn these stones to become bread. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, 
but by every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. In that time of temptation and testing, Jesus drew daily strength from God's word. So these are just two passages that I think highlight the importance of having this daily interaction with God through his word. So we see that this is an important or a really big deal. I really like that line, this isn't just about thriving, it's about surviving. And it's not just because that rhymes, but I think that because that really (laughs) highlights the importance of this and the necessity of this in our lives. So as we've done as in many times in this program, we want to get to thinking about the why. Just as we did in episode one, just as we've done in other places when it's come to talking about the grace of God, we want to talk about the why that's kind of at the center of everything. Maybe if we have struggled with daily Bible reading, if we've just never been successful with it, if we always fall off the bandwagon, if we've just never done it at all. Let's start with that question of why do I need to read the Bible daily? The answer, in thinking about that driving motivation, we need to understand if it's not God-centered, then something is off. Mm -hmm. If it's the checklist or the fearful obligation motivation, I just have to check this off for the day and get it done because that podcast or because that preacher or because I just feel like this have to do or I know that other people in my family or at my church are going to be reading their Bibles because there's this plan and so I'm worried about standing out for not having to do this. I'll do this as well. These are helpful for starting out. Maybe if you haven't been regular in your Bible reading, these are good places to begin of, okay, the checklist helps me to know where I am the next day that kind of accountability from feeling obligated to keep up with others as well. But these are not going to be great grounding points when the hard days come, because other people are going to miss too. If other people miss, then who cares if I miss? Or if I don't mark off the checklist, that's because there are other things that I'm doing, and so I'm marking off checklists on those. So let's move from the checklist and fearful obligation, maybe even to thinking about, I just want to be right, or I want to be the mostest right. This idea (laughs) of, I'm going to at least know more than the other people around me. I want to make sure that when I'm studying with somebody, or I'm talking to somebody about doctrine, or I'm talking with somebody about the Bible, that if I think that they're wrong, I'm going to be able to prove them wrong, because I've been reading my Bible. But even having all those memorized, and, and that the knowledge that comes with that, that's good, But this is very self-centered, and inevitably we will run across someone who knows more than us or a challenge to something we have never considered before. And then what comes then? Yeah, daily Bible reading isn't just about filling your head with knowledge and facts. You know, we want to be right, but facts alone can't make us right in God's sight. We have to have faith. Uh, So it's about filling our hearts with God himself. Exactly, and that really leads to that main motivation. Our motivation for reading the Bible needs to be its deepest roots in the fact that we want to know more about God and how he has revealed himself through his word. We'll have a lot more to say about that. We've said some things similar to that when we talked about our whys for Bible study, and we'll hear some great things from some people coming up who will help us to understand that even more. But think about this verse that we've come back to, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so he needs to be at the center of why we do our daily Bible reading. 
exactly. So we want to open up a little bit and just reveal a little bit of our, our own struggles and our own victories in daily Bible reading. So we want to share with you a little bit about our journeys. And so in doing this, we've got four questions that we came up with that we both want to answer. So Jeff, I'm just going to give you the first question, let you run with it, and then I'll come back and, and answer that for myself. Question number one, when did you first make daily Bible reading a part of your life? I think it really wasn't until I'd moved to Texas and I was in my early 20s. I was like 22, 23, 24, somewhere in that time frame that I was starting to really get serious about, you know, I need to be spending time regularly in the Word. And part of that was I was, you know, trying to be more involved with the congregation and make sure I was ready for the classes and the Thursday night college devotionals that we had and stuff like that. But I also think that it was me realizing that I'm a point in my life that I'm I'm either going to start making good habits or I'm going to struggle for the rest of my life with bad habits. And that isn't to say that there haven't been seasons still of, of difficulty or, or lower points, but it was wasn't until that time I like again, like I said, twenty three somewhere around there when I really started getting into, or I need to be reading the Bible on a regular basis for my benefit, not for other, or I guess I should say to benefit from that in my relationship with God, not for some of those other reasons we talked about earlier. What about you, Emerson? Uh, I'd probably say uh, a very similar experience. I grew up uh, hearing the importance of the Bible and the importance of reading it but it probably was after college, probably around the same age as you, 22 or 23, that I I realized the importance of making this a daily habit. So before that point, I would describe my Bible reading with the word sporadic, um, not really consistent at all. There were times when I would be pretty diligent about reading, you know, a chapter maybe every day, but then I would go months without reading the Bible at all for myself, other than just following along with a sermon. And so, you know, it it just raises the question in my mind, well, was I really growing as I wanted to before that point? And I I feel like there was some missed opportunity in myself because I didn't have this habit. And of course, I still grew, but like I said, it was just a sporadic growth along with that. Sure. So um, I guess that relates to our second question. Jeff, have you noticed a correlation between your Bible reading and your spiritual health? And if so, why? I would say for sure. I mean, times that you're spending with God's Word, now obviously there can always be the, the possibility that I'm just, you know, eyes glazing over a page and then, mm-hmm. then it's done. But in times that I am really reading and retaining, you maybe think of, we put some of this language we've used before in the observation area. Reading is not just my eyes move across words, it's retention. When I am really retaining, and part of that goes on to thinking about, okay, what did I read and how can that relate to my time now? I mean, there are so many other passages I think about you mentioned earlier a couple of passages that help us to see the big deal of Bible reading. Um, I think about Psalm 119, 
uh, isn't it verse 11 is the passage that talks about your word I've hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you or turn against you or something, that idea of trying to internalize that. Times that mm-hmm. you're spending with the word, it's a lot easier to internalize the word than, than when you're not interacting with the word. It's really hard to internalize something you're not interacting with yeah. at a regular basis or at all. And I think that you know I've heard that from other people as well, and I'll try not to step on your time to answer the question too, but preachers will say people will come to them and they they're feel like they're struggling spiritually, and I've been in that situation before. And sometimes the first questions they'll ask are, are you reading regularly? Are you praying regularly? Now, Mm -hmm. obviously, there's a lot more to the Christian life than just those two things, but those two things are so foundational to our spiritual health and growth in the rest of our lives. Do you think you would agree to that statement, or or there are correlations with your spiritual growth and Bible reading as well? Absolutely. I mean, you know, when, when we hear people say, or ask us, are you praying and are you reading your Bible? It's one of those questions that internally, you might want to roll your eyes at, (laughs) almost. I mean, yeah, well, those are things that we know so well, but absolutely, they are just critical and foundational for our spiritual health. So I would agree with that. I've noticed a correlation um, with, with me as well, that when I'm reading my Bible, I am thinking about God and His Word more. When I'm not, that void is being filled with something else, whether it's just something that's, you know, not really bad necessarily, but things that are causing worry or anxiety, or if it is something that is sinful or bad, that void is is filled with something else when I'm not doing my Bible reading. So with me, I've noticed that sometimes there's a cycle that when I am spiritually unhealthy, I have no desire to read my Bible, and that, you know, I don't have a good why, and so uh, I feel distant from God, and it just makes the problem worse. Uh, and so I, I've realized that sometimes I just need to break that cycle by developing the habit again and praying uh, to God about that. And that leads me to reading the Bible, even sometimes when I don't feel like it, I'm not emotionally driven to do it. When I do that, I find something that helps me and encourages me, and that leads me um, to be closer with God. And, you know, the part about why, why is there a connection between Bible reading and our relationship with God? It just has to do with a connection with God. You know, when we are reading our Bible, we're, we're solidifying a connection. Um, you know, people have said often that uh, a relationship is built upon communication, and that is so true. Communication is key for us in God. We pray to Him, but we also need to be listening to what He says to us. So without that connection with God through his word or prayer, then there's really not going to be much relationship at all. And so question three here, um, what are some specific challenges that you have noticed in your daily Bible reading? These might be some obstacles or hindrances that, that you've struggled with that have kept you from being a good Bible reader. I'm probably the one that almost everyone can identify with to some degree is the whole time thing, right? The, mm-hmm. okay, I am I have a quote-unquote busy schedule, and so how do I make time for daily Bible reading in that? Uh, I remember hearing the illustration before, uh, you've got a full schedule, and you're trying to just force something, self, something into it, that's not going to work. You need to realize that to make that happen, you have to remove something from your schedule already to make that 
happen. That means we have to do some red pen evaluation. Okay, what is actually taking my time here? What is actually so important that I can't give 15 minutes to daily Bible reading? And one of the biggest struggles I've had is not asking that question or not honestly answering that question. You know, it, it, back in when I was you know, a music performance major, it was like, I've always got this recital coming up and I've got music to learn for this ensemble and for that ensemble. So I, I've got to focus on all of these things. There was surely, though, 15 minutes of entertainment built in there every day or 15 minutes of mindless stuff as well. Now, there's always value for some time to, to relax and to, to breathe mm-hmm. a little bit. But I just was not answering those questions. And there were times in those moments where I felt like I was busy to maybe give another obstacle or something that I struggled with was, okay, I am going to try to, I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to force Bible reading into my busy schedule. And Genesis 1, check. Genesis 2, check. Genesis 3, I, I missed it today. Oh, well, whatever. Genesis 4, mm-hmm. I missed today. Genesis 5. And it's that once I hit, you know, two or three days in a row of not having done it, it's out of my mind again. And so having that uh, kind of pathing or routing of ingraining in your mind or in your routine something that I'm going to be developing this habit and really having to make that hard effort and just realizing that I wasn't treating it like that. You know, maybe that's something of my biggest struggle was just having a bad why or having no why. Like, surprise, I'm not doing my Bible reading because I have no reason to feel like I have to do Bible reading. Or just that I'm trying to do this, but I'm not really giving it the the sincerity that it needs to be given in the effort. And all the passages we've talked about with so, relating to study, but I think can be applied to the reading of God's Word as well, make every effort be diligent. I just wasn't doing that. It was just a a half try to the best regard. And I realized that that's just not how Bible reading is going to be successful or how Bible reading is really going to take off. So time, having a bad or no why have been some of my biggest struggles. And I've overcome those generally. And I think that I definitely have a much better why now. And there are times that a day goes by and I realize, oh, I and do my Bible reading, but I try to make sure then that I don't reach that day four, day 22, day 576 mm-hmm. of not having done that in a row then and realize it's time to jump back on and get going with it again, get yeah. going with it again. What about you? Yeah, well, uh, before I share mine, you know, that that time, you're talking about the time and trying to fit that in your schedule it reminds me of that illustration of the jar yeah. And you're, you've got sand and water and rocks. And what are you going to put in first, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to want to put in the rocks first and then the sand and then the water. What we typically try to do it the other way around. We try to put in the little things first and then try to squeeze the big, most important things in. It just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, Bible reading has to be that rock that we put in first. Yeah, It doesn't mean that you do it first in your life necessarily or in your day. But that has to be the priority. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, th- that time struggle is is real. A couple of struggles that I've faced in addition to that is, one, biting off more than I can chew. So I followed plans before that have me reading three to five chapters a day. And there have been times when that has, has done, as I've done well with that. But overall, 
I think I struggle with reading, you know, three to five chapters every single day. I'm a slow reader and it takes me a while to process things. Um, and especially if I'm skipping around, um, you know, to different parts of the Bible in a single day, it's hard for me to really take in everything that each passage is, is saying. And so that's, that's a struggle for me. I, I think I'm at a point right now where I'm having to slow down a little bit more and just be content with reading uh, maybe two or three chapters, maybe even just one chapter a day and process it. And that's a little bit counter to what we've talked about earlier in the show, um, you know, reading large chunks and trying to read the, you know, entire book first. That's really helpful. I'm not trying to knock that at all. But, you know, for my devotional reading, sometimes I need to slow down and discipline myself in that. Mm -hmm. And another challenge I've noticed is, you know, making that mental shift from reading other things to reading the Bible. So whether it's social media, that's probably a big, the biggest one. You know, get off Facebook and now it's time for my Bible reading. Well, I need to be reading the Bible in a much different way than I read the newsfeed on Facebook, right? <laughs> Hopefully in Facebook or whatever, you know, news, we see these sound bites and the Bible is not a sound bite. It takes a different kind, a different skill of sitting down and, and you know, taking mental uh, calculations of yourself, looking into the mirror of God's word. And so that transition, that shift is hard for, for me sometimes. And what's helpful for me is, is telling myself, okay, I'm going to read my Bible before I get on Facebook or before I read the news or before I read other, you know, blogs or Christian articles um, because God's word comes first and I need to prioritize that. And then I can maybe, you know, invest some time in some other hopefully helpful, um, lighter reading. Sure. So um, those are some challenges that we faced. Um, we need to end, though, with talking about some successes that uh, we've had. So, Jeff, what are what are some things that have worked for you in your Bible reading? I think one of the biggest things is having some of that accountability. Uh, we talked earlier about, you know, if our main motivation is I'm afraid or I have this fearful obligation to do my Bible reading because my buddy is doing his Bible reading and I don't want to look bad compared to him or look bad in his eyes. We understand that's not the main core, but that has been something that has been helpful for me. In times that I've been places that people have been on the same reading plan as me, even if we don't you know, have like regular or weekly discussions about the reading for that day, knowing that there are other people who are doing the same reading as me, knowing that there were times that I could be like, I was reading and I'm ready to go talk to somebody about this question I have or something I just really, really thought was neat. And I want to say, I never noticed that before. And probably somebody who didn't notice that before and they can say, yeah, that's great. And, and just that accountability has been super helpful at various times in my life, as well as and this might seem strange compared to especially something you just said about, you know, other resources, but I am definitely more of a visual person, it seems. You know, I can read a, a chapter of a book for an hour about a subject, and I may, you know, get the gist of it, but I can watch a 15-minute YouTube video, and I feel like that I have ingrained a lot more in my mind. So there have been some resources I think we've referenced before, the Bible Project and some of their mm -hmm. YouTube videos, especially their overview videos. I mean, a lot of those are like five to eight minutes. And so in my Bible reading, if I'm reading something like the prophet Ezekiel, 
and I'm like, I know nothing about the prophet Ezekiel. <laughs> Watching something like that, now obviously understanding that that is, you know, people giving their thoughts, that is not scripture itself, but watching something like that as I'm going into to say, I've, I've got some type of picture without me having to necessarily read the whole book on my own first. I've at least got something that I've in my mind of where the roadmap is and where I'm going and having some resources like that have been helpful for me. But it's always, I have to remind myself, even things like that, those resources are subservient to the word itself. Those are things that they help me visualize. I like the idea of seeing things in boxes and those boxes in orders in some way. And if they have little, you know, cartoon people to help, you know, ingrain it in my mind more, that's awesome. But it really comes down to, okay, that is being put into the picture of scripture itself. And that's what I really am being grounded upon it. And something that's been successful or helping me in my Bible reading. Yeah. A couple of thoughts that I've had about things that have helped me, number one is is not really that spiritual <laughs> necessarily. It's it's a really practical thing. But I remember a few years ago, uh, my wife bought uh, me a new Bible, and it was the Christian Standard Bible. And that's what I've been using for my Bible reading. And so that, that was really helpful. Just to have a new Bible, a new layout was not a translation that I had used very often, or in fact, it, it was brand new when she, she bought it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just having that new layout, because in the Bible that I typically use for, you know, studying or preaching, I know where everything is on, you know, the familiar pages. And that that familiarity can sometimes become a uh, an obstacle, as we've t- talked about observation. Right. You know, I, I know what it says, and so I just kind of skim over it. So having a new Bible um, was helpful for me. Also, just another thing is just listening to the Word, um, not just reading it, but listening it or reading it out loud. That's been helpful as well. And then the last thing that I would say it has helped me is realizing that you're not always going to have an aha moment every single day when you're reading the Bible. And you know, a lot of times I went into Bible reading expecting I've got to have a come to Jesus moment every single day. And it just doesn't happen like that. Hopefully there is something that we learn. Hopefully there is something that draws us closer to God, but it's not necessarily going to be a groundbreaking, life-changing thing. The transformation that comes from daily Bible reading is not necessarily a momentary thing. Uh, Sometimes it might be. Sometimes we read something that really opens our eyes, but more often it's the, the slow transformation that comes from you know, investing the time over a long period of time of uh, thinking God's thoughts after him. So that was really liberating to me to realize I, I don't have to have an aha moment every every single day. That's good. I, I think this has been helpful to talk about this. It's been helpful for me to just realize some of those questions. And I know that as we've talked about it kind of on the side between the two of us, just being able to talk about this in our journeys have been helpful for each of us. And we hope that it's been helpful for our audience as well. I mean, we're by no means, hopefully that, you know, some of that reveals to you that we are by no means the experts on daily Bible reading or Bible study <laughs> or have all the resources and all the go-tos for all of that. I mean, we are guys who are five to eight to 10 years into kind of really having some regular exposure. And even, you know, in times with that regular exposure to God's word has had its times of up and down as well. But 
part of that is to help you relate or help you know that we relate to the idea of Bible reading can be something that is difficult to to just navigate and to to be successful with. But we hope that this is encouraging to say that we're on a path of trying to be successful with all of that, with asking these type of questions, with considering our why for daily Bible reading as well. Hope this will be helpful for you to see how daily Bible reading is a really big deal. So we want to close today with another challenge. We want to ask you to find your why for daily Bible reading. It may be somewhat similar to your why for Bible study, but we want you to evaluate your own daily Bible reading with the four questions that Jeff and I went through and ask yourself, is there something that I can improve on, something that I need to work on in my Bible reading? So again, those questions are, number one, when did you first make Bible reading a part of your life? If you haven't done that, there's no time like now to begin. Question two, have you noticed a correlation between your, your Bible reading and your spiritual health? And can you notice those times when you have been low or those times when you have been growing? And why is that? Number three, what are some specific obstacles standing in your way of developing this habit and drawing close to God through this? Number four, what are some specific successes or what victories have you had in your daily Bible reading? Thank you for tuning in to Working with the Word today. Our next episode will release on November 24th, where we'll talk with Mark Roberts from Irving, Texas about daily Bible reading. We know you will find a lot to take away from our conversation with Mark, so be looking for that episode in two weeks now, again on November 24th. Until then, if there are any questions, topics, or books of the Bible you would like for us to cover in future episodes of Working with the Word, you can find and reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at Working with the Word, on Instagram at workingwiththeword.podcast, or send us an email to workingwiththewordpodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word working with the word podcast at gmail.com. So until next time, may you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. 